Welcome to the Swimming Ideas Podcast number five, the four best games for swim lessons. My name is Jeff and I will be your host for today. Looking forward to getting started talking to you about these essential games for your swimming program. Let's get started. Right off the bat, what are the four games? Number one, Buckethead, the best game ever. Number two, Bake a Cake. Number three, Throw and Fetch. And number four, Hula Hoop Diver. We're going to start with number one, Buckethead. Buckethead, the best game ever. Now, this is a game that I invented when I was 16, and I was helping swim lessons in an outdoor program, and it was for the guppies, which were the three- to four-year-olds in swim lessons. We had a zero-depth pool, and we had a lot of toys to play with in the shallow end. And you, I had four kids with me, and they were kind of good. They were good, and I was full of enthusiasm and excitement as a 16-year-old. And with these buckets, I just poured one on someone's head and screamed out, Buckethead! As loud as I could. And they loved it. So I kept doing it and pouring more buckets of water over their heads, screaming, Buckethead! Buckethead! Every time I would pour water on their head. And they went crazy. They absolutely loved it. And then they wanted to play it with me. So I would let them pour water on my head with the condition that they screamed, Buckethead! When they poured it on my head. And they loved it. They loved pouring water on my head. And it was amazing. So I continued doing that with all of my classes. All of the kids that I had for any beginning swimmers, we played Buckethead. And I quickly found out that not everyone loves Buckethead, which was disappointing. Uh, So I modified it. And for the kids that didn't want water going over their face aggressively, getting it poured on their face, I modified it by pouring it on the back of their head, and they could still be a Buckethead. And then there were those kids that didn't want that. And, you know, we don't want to scar the child or force them into something that's going to make them feel terrible. So I modified it further and put it on their shoulders. I would pour the water on their shoulders. And I'd still scream Buckethead. But as an alternative, what you can do is you can say, Shoulderhead, wish you were a Buckethead, and pour it on their shoulders. And then that way we have them participate in the game so they achieve the objective of having the water poured on them but it's in a more safe comforting area on their shoulders and we can still encourage them with wish you were a bucket head by eventually moving them up to or giving them a goal of moving up to actually being a bucket head and having the water poured on their face and you might be able to tell that this is a very exciting game for me i really enjoy this um So basically what this game is, is we pour a bucket of water over a child's head. And while we pour it over, we scream, bucket head, as loud as we can. Uh, And we can modify where we pour the water based on the child. So the ultimate goal is to splash it over their whole face, including their eyes. But we can do the back of their hair while they're looking up so it doesn't go in their face. We can do their shoulders, we can do their arms, we can do their hands. So we can modify where we're pouring the bucket of water. Uh, 
But we want to get them used to that splashing water over the face sensation. And there's one key to this game, and it is enthusiasm. If your instructor is enthusiastic, if you are enthusiastic and very into this game, then they will be very into the game. So when you're screaming, Buckethead! Do it as loud as you can. Do it with excitement. Do it with laughter. And they will enjoy it and do it to you. And they will model your behavior based on what you do. So when it's their turn to pour it on your head, they will scream Buckethead just as loud as you did. And that really is the excitement. It, it is an engaging game for the whole class. And we can modify it to accommodate those swimmers but may not want the water on their face or may be scared of that. So make it clear that they don't have to have it poured on their face. Give them the option by demonstration. Give them the option by having that child go first if you can so they know they can still participate but not be afraid of the water on the face. Now, why we play this game, uh, I, I think I may have said it already, but it is excellent at instructor and student engagement it's very fun and the first step the first step of having going underwater is to be comfortable with water coming over your face so if you are having water poured over your face over your eyes over your mouth it's not a you need to hold your breath you need to not breathe in because you're going to inhale the water then so we want the swimmers to know that how that works. So we want to have the water pour over their face because then when they go underwater, they'll be familiar with the sensation of having water in their face. Uh, so it's a good precursor. It's a good like beginning to going underwater. And it's my favorite game. It's my baby. So Buckethead, the greatest game ever, is the greatest game ever. And I encourage you to play it. The second best game for swim lessons is Bake a Cake. And again, this is another game that is born on the strength of the instructor's imagination and enthusiasm. If the instructor plays along with the imaginary cake and puts forth the effort of pretending that they have a cake, then this game will be very successful. If you have an instructor that is not very interested or able to do the pretend pantomime that this game requires, uh, I would have a conversation with them and say, hey, you're working with children, you need to engage with children in a way that uh, speaks to them. You know, Be interested, be motivated, have fun with this, play pretend, um, and, and, and they will engage with you children of all ages you know up to eight or ten they may scoff at it briefly but they'll still participate because they enjoy that pretend pantomime play so bake a cake what is it Uh, you need one prop you need a hula hoop if you have rings and you don't have a hula hoop that works as well you can have give each person their own individual cake by holding a ring on the surface my favorite is making one giant cake with a hula hoop. So we have a hula hoop. The instructor will hold it at the surface and then have all of the class members hold on to the hula hoop in a circle. And the instructor will look to their left and ask the first swimmer who is holding on to the 
cake or the hula hoop and say, what would you like to put in your cake? I'm Any ingredient you want. And they'll say, strawberries. So then you start splashing water into the hula hoop, into the cake, and say, all right, are we going to add all these strawberries in? And you go to the next person. What do you want to put in your cake? And they say, I want to put in sprinkles. So then you can lift, get your hand wet with water, lift it up, and then as the water drips off your fingers, wave your fingers around as if the water droplets are sprinkles, and you can sprinkle water into the cake. And then go to the next person. What do you want in the cake? Pizza! Okay, so you can chop up the pizza by using a chopping motion outside of the cake and then scooping the pizza chop slices up into the cake by splashes. And go around the circle and ask each person what you want to put in the cake. And as the instructor, take a turn and put your stuff in the cake. And you can kind of rein it in with your choice as the instructor. And then go around, depending on how quickly each child chooses their ingredients, our recommendation is twice around. So each person puts in two ingredients, one at a time. Uh, That tends to be short enough. And during this time, what we're focusing on is, we're not just talking about putting ingredients in and holding a, a hula hoop. What they're learning is that their hands can move the water. So make splashes, push the water. Um, and kind of just the general motion of pushing against the water will have an opposite effect and move their body. So if they're unstable and they get pushed off, learning that that small instinctual moments that when you push the water, there's a reaction. It's not like the air. Um, so basically the forming of pulling the water to make you move with the splashes. Uh, as the instructor, you can accident- accidentally splash a child in the face and laugh and say oh you got some strawberry on your face or splash yourself on the face and say oh no i threw some food on my face and that you can encourage that to a degree uh, to promote having water in their face as a precursor as a beginning step to going underwater and this game is ultimately about getting kids to go underwater so Uh, Once you've put in all of your ingredients, uh, you swirl or or stir the cake, stir the dough. So put your arm inside the water, inside the hula hoop, and have all of the children put one hand or one arm inside of the hula hoop, and then start spinning your hand around. you got to mix it up. So have everyone help mix the cake batter, help mix it all up. And again, this is mixing motion is to get them used to the idea that pushing the water with your hand has an effect that stuff will happen based on their pushing of the water we want to encourage that pushing water with their hand motion and after we uh, put have stirred the cake around then we're going to bake the cake and in our program we have benches that the kids stand on so I'll have them all hold on to the cake, and I'll say, all right, let's help me put the cake in the oven. So I'll push the cake down underwater and say, you need to help me by pushing the cake underwater. And I would pull the cake, the hula hoop, underwater with them holding on to it. And at this point, they can choose to continue pushing the cake down to the bottom with their feet, and some of them will go underwater. Some of them won't. Some of them will let go, which is fine. And some of them will put their chins in the water or their eyes, but they won't go completely underwater. 
And that's okay. And as you do this game more often, you can give specific commands. You know, we're going to put the cake in the oven, but you need to put your lips in the water to help me do it. Or we're going to put the cake in the oven, but you need to put your eyeballs in the water to help me get it down there. And some kids will go all the way to the bottom with you and help put you in. So I mentioned the uh, the bar or the platform, the bench that we use, because once we put the cake in the oven, we bring it down to the bottom of the bench, and then I will pull it out and put the hula hoop under the bench. We have a see-through plastic stand on the bench. The floor is plastic and see-through. And I'll put the hula hoop underneath that plastic floor of the bench. And it'll float up and kind of sit there under water, under the bench, in the oven. And so they can see it. They can say, oh, the cake's in the oven. It's baking. And while it's baking, we'll go do another skill. We'll do front floats. Or we'll do back floats. Or we'll do jumps. And we'll say, all right, let's go do jumps while the cake bakes. So we can play this game across skills so while the cake's baking we'll go do jumps or we'll do front glides or we'll do front floats or back floats so we'll do something and then when we come back we'll say oh do you think the cake is ready and they'll usually say yes yes the cake's ready the cake's ready and we'll say well you need to check on it you need to check on the cake is it ready make sure put your eyes in the water and tell me if the cake is ready or not and some kids will do it and they'll come up and you'll say is the cake ready is it ready to eat can we eat it now and they'll say yeah yeah let's get it let's eat it so if once everyone has put their nose and give them a specific thing to do put your face in the water put your mouth in the water put your nose in the water put your eyes in the water be specific and say you got to check on the cake by doing this or whatever it is you choose to do based on the ability level of your class and So, okay, the cake is ready. Is the cake ready? All right, I'll go down, I'll get the cake out from underneath the bench, and then I'll come up with the hula hoop still underwater and say, oh, I need your help to help me pull the cake up to the surface. It's really, really heavy. It's so heavy. I need your help. Put your face in the water. Come down underwater and grab onto the hula hoop. And some kids will. And the ones that don't, you can slowly lift it up. And then when your head comes out of the water, say, oh, put your mouth in the water and help me pick it up. Come on, come on, help me lift it. And slowly lift it up and use, the instructor should use their strength to hold the cake underwater until everybody gets a chance to hold on to it and help help lift the cake up to the surface. And once the cake's at the surface... The instructor is going to say, oh, the cake's really warm. We need to blow it off to cool it down. So they're going to put their face in the water inside the hula hoop and start blowing bubbles on the surface and say, oh, blow the cake off. It's really warm. I need you to blow bubbles to make it cooler. And so everyone will do that, and the ones that can't will just blow on it, which is fine. And then say, oh, is it ready to eat? And they'll say, yeah, yeah, let's eat the cake. And you can eat the cake in three ways. If you have a bucket, fill it up with water from inside the cake and pour it on your face. You can splash the water on your face from inside the cake, inside the hula hoop. Or, my favorite is you can just face plant inside the hula hoop in that circle in the water and just with your face like a cookie monster eating the cake from inside the hula hoop. Uh, and, and again, this, this part is born on the strength of the instructor's 
instructor's enthusiasm. And if the instructor is enthusiastic in eating the cake, most of the kids will likewise do a crazy cake eating in a similar fashion. The ones that don't like getting water on their face, they will typically just scoop the water with their face and splash it on their cheeks. And you can do that with them uh, or put it on their forehead or on their hair. Just something to get them engaged, to give them the option of actually participating in the game. So there's a detailed description of this on our website, swimminglessonsideas.com. It's called Bake a Cake, uh, and there will be a link to this game in the show notes. So you can get a detailed visual version of this game as well. Um, And we play this game because it achieves three things. Uh, Number one, instructor and swimmer engagement. So it will create a fun environment and give a lot of direction to the children or to the swimmers so they get used to taking commands from the instructor. It's, it's a fun game, and if the instructor is enthusiastic and interested in the game, it, it'll be very successful. So instructor engagement. Second thing that this game works on really well is going underwater. So there are multiple opportunities throughout the game through via different skills, via different portions of the game, that encourage the child to put their face in the water. So the splashing at the beginning with the ingredients, the putting the cake in the oven, going underwater, helping, checking on the cake, lifting the cake back up out of the oven, and then finally eating the cake. Those are all opportunities for the child to get water on their face or to go underwater on their own. And ultimately, that's our goal for the first lesson, uh, for the first level and for beginners. And thirdly, it focuses on learning how hand motions in the water have an effect, that they actually do something. It's not the same as waving your arms around in the air, that there's actually a opposite reaction when you push the water in one direction. It'll push your body in the other. It'll make a splash. It'll help move you. It might put the child unbalanced on wherever they're standing, which is ideal, because then they learn that, oh, if I push the water, I'm going to be unbalanced. I'm going to move. And that's ultimately what we want them to learn. And that's not something we can explicitly state well and have them understand. Uh, So this game works well at doing that as well. Okay, so that's Bake a Cake, swimminglessonsideas.com. Bake a Cake, if you want to search for it there. And again, it'll be in the show notes. The third best swimming game for swim lessons, the third best game for swim lessons is Throw and Fetch. And we use this with our diving rings or our diving sticks. Uh, And this is doesn't sound like the best game. It sounds like a time waster, honestly, in my opinion, right off the bat. But its versatility and the stuff you can do around this basic game is really where the strength and the best portion of it comes from. So... At its heart, you're throwing a ring someplace in the water, and the kid's going and getting it and coming back. And they love doing it. It's it's an exciting, achievable goal, and it has some difficulty to it because it's not easy to do. So this is one of the staple games that most swim lessons already play. The twist on this that makes it a best game for a swim lesson is the instructions that you give to the child for the throw and fetch. So basically, most swim lessons will give the kids rings, 
say, okay, throw the ring, and then have them go get it. And they'll waste a lot of time, each child going one at a time. And for the most part, that's okay. Uh, It works for beginners, it works for more advanced swimmers, and it works for lazy swim instructors that don't want to really be doing much or teaching much anymore. And unfortunately for them, they either need to shape up or uh, have a conversation with their their manager on being engaged for the full 30 minutes and being motivated. Uh, Unfortunately, not everyone is. So here's what we can do to superpower this game throwing and fetching, which is basically diving for rings. Here's what you can do. For beginners, typically we just have them go underwater, pick up their rings, and that's fine. Uh, They can put their chin in the water, their shoulders in the water, use their feet, that's great. For more advanced, we're putting it in deeper water, or we may put it farther away. The superpower, the, the energizing portion of these instructions are here. Instead of just throwing the ring and having the child go and get it and come back any way they want, typically they'll do doggy paddle, they'll do some sort of hands by their hips, waving them around and kicking, and then random swimming underwater. We want to give them a specific goal and a specific instruction on how to get to the ring and then how to return to their starting location with the ring. And we're gonna and so the game is still fun, but there are actual rules and things that they need to follow in order to be successful at it. So what we can do for beginners and more advanced people, we can have the ring by the instructor. So give the child an opportunity to throw a ring, and then the instructor goes to it. And the instructor will say, Okay, you need to do front glide with three strokes of freestyle to me. And or five strokes of freestyle to me. And they would, however long it requires, you would use your judgment. And the child would do their streamline and five strokes of freestyle and get to the instructor. And they would get a breath. And they'd say, okay, the ring is right here. Do you need help getting the ring? And that's important. You want to ask, do they need help? And give them the choice of having help from the instructor or not. Now, this is important because it will engage your fearful swimmers and give them an opportunity to have help so they don't have to do it alone so they'll be more likely to participate and it'll boost the confidence of the ones that can already do it on their own and they'll say no i don't need your help i can do it on my own say okay so then they can go down get the ring however they want or with help with from the instructor and then come up and then they can be supported by the instructor and they're holding the ring and then the second command now with the ring you need to kick on your back to your starting point and I'll help you if you need it and I'll say okay so holding the hula hoop or or, sorry holding the ring on their stomach keeping their stomach at the surface not using their hands they kick back to their beginning portion and for beginning swimmers you can support their head and walk with them back to the start keeping their body straight on their own and for more advanced swimmers they can do that on their own and We're still achieving the fun portion of the game. They're still doing the diving for rings. But they have two skills baked into it that they're working on. The front glide towards the ring, or you can do anything. Butterfly kicks, or breaststroke kicks, or breaststroke swim, or freestyle swim, or butterfly swim. Whichever, any way you want to do it, going towards the ring is always on the belly. 
and then they get the ring. And then coming back is always a version of backstroke. So you can do catch-up drill backstroke. You can do kicking backstroke. You can have them balance it on their forehead and swim backstroke back to the, to the thing. And if you do these two things, it gives them clear instructions and goals to achieve the uh getting the ring and it makes it easier to get the ring but at the same time it also makes it more challenging because you're based you're giving them feedback on how they're swimming to and from the ring so we can turn this time wasting game into a learning opportunity for both freestyle and backstroke and going underwater and it's fun so we're making this typical time wasting game into this fun productive activity and why and that should be an essential awesome game for your swim lesson program you can find more information about this game at the swimming lessons ideas.com post swim lesson toys and games to play uh, if you click at the top on diving rings it'll take you down to the portion of the page which talks about this game in detail uh, so that's swimminglessonsideas.com, and the post is Swim Lesson Toys and Games to Play. Uh, you'll be able to find that game and go into detail with it on that post. So if you're interested in this, uh, it is on that website. Uh, and finally, the last, the fourth best game for swim lessons is the Hula Hoop Diver. Now, this game is very similar to the diving rings, but it has lots of variations, and it is exciting. So uh, this game uses a hula hoop again, and you are doing a streamline. You are doing something through the hula hoop. And what's great about this game is that it's incredibly scalable. You can move this from a beginning group, a kids that don't go underwater at all, and you can use it all the way up to swim teams. And you can modify the depth of the hula hoop based on the ability of the swimmers. So for our beginners, we can have them walk or jump through the hula hoop, and kind of like limbo, you can put the top of the hula hoop lower in the water so they have to go lower and lower with their face to get through the hula hoop. You can do it like musical chairs where they go around in a circle. You can like, They would go through the hula hoop and walk back in line constantly going. And each time someone goes through, move it down a little bit more. Uh, you can have them do jumps on their belly through the hula hoop but not going underwater. You can help do back floats through the hula hoop supporting their head. You can do any number of things on a bench or in a shallow water with the hula hoop holding it vertically. Uh, and they walk or slide or jump or go through. And then as you get more advanced, you can hold it out at a body length away and say, okay, you're going to do a streamline or a front glide through the hula hoop and hold the hula hoop at the surface so it's half underwater, half above water. And the swimmers can do their, their streamline through that and then say, okay, we're going to do it, but this time with your eyes closed. And they're going to have to aim for it and then close their eyes and get through the hula hoop with their eyes closed. And we can do all these simple modifications to change the challenge of getting through that hula hoop and getting through that hula hoop in a specific body posture or in a specific body position. And the more specific we are with what our instructions we give, the more challenging the game is, but also the more fun it is. And they... Children will, they, 
and even adults if we're doing this with them. But people love accomplishing something in uh, an activity. And having a goal, having a specific instruction on what to do gives them that opportunity to accomplish the goal. And then if we follow it up with praise, then it even reinforces that. So you can hold the hula hoop at the surface, but away from them so they have to accomplish something. You can have that hold it about halfway and say, do streamline first, then three strokes, and then streamline again through the hula hoop, and then do three more strokes after the hula hoop and grab onto the lane line. Or we're going to go back to the wall and you know, do stream freestyle until you get to the hula hoop and then turn around your back and do streamline on your back through the hula hoop. And then once you're through the hula hoop, do backstroke the rest of the way. So you can have them do different things based on when they get through the hula hoop or when they get to the hula hoop. Uh, and so the action of going through the hula hoop is the change or the, the fun part. And it's a challenge because they have to watch for the hula hoop, but they also have to do these other steps. And then for the more advanced people, you can do streamlines through the hula hoop with them underwater. And you can even modify that further and have them streamline after a flip turn. So do a flip turn first and then streamline underwater through a hula hoop. And you can have someone hold the hula hoop underwater. Or you can put weights on it and have it resting on the bottom. So there there are all these different variations that you can do to have these swimmers go through the hula hoops. And there are some directions on the website, swimminglessonsideas.com, game hula hoops. And if you search for streamline through hula hoops on the site, you'll see the game and a picture that kind of depicts what this game looks like. And it's also in the show notes. There's a link in the show notes as well for this game. Uh, So... Remember that this game is, and most of these games, the first two are really focused on the enthusiasm and following the directions. The second two games, the the throwing, throw and fetch, and the streamline and going through the hula hoop, is really, they're really just general activities, get rings, go through a hula hoop. But the creativity of the instructor on how to go through the hula hoop is what really makes it exciting and supercharges those two games because on their own they're kind of boring you know just go through the hula hoop but with specific instructions on how to go through the hula hoop how to go get the ring and what to do on the way back that's where the strength and the power from these games comes from because then we have a fun activity a fun goal a challenge but we also have a specific skill that they need to be working on and that's really what we want to be focusing on on teaching them how to swim through these challenges through these games you will be able to find links to each of these games and previous posts that we've had on the swimminglessonsideas.com website Uh, they will be included in the show notes as well as a description of the bucket head game and baking a cake If you do have questions about any of these games, please send me an email or give feedback in the comments of the posts on the website. Uh, You can email me, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com. I would love to hear back from you to get your feedback on these games if you have played them or if you have a variation that we didn't hear about. What small tweaks have you done to these games 
to make them more effective for your swimming lessons. I definitely would love to hear your opinions about that and what you are interested in. Uh, if you have anything else that you would like to hear on this podcast or as a post uh, drawing on our experience from swim lessons and from swim teams, please let us know. Send me an email, jswim at swimminglessonsideas.com, or leave a comment and the uh, on one of the posts, or follow us on Twitter, at Swimming Ideas. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, Swimming Lessons Ideas, and we have a Google Plus account. So please reach out if you have questions or if you have opinions on anything that we've gone over here. Look forward to providing you more information about swimming and swim lessons for your swim program and swim team. This is Jeff. Thank you for listening.